Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We put out some questions because we wanted to find out what storylines going on in your camp that maybe we haven't discussed. So that's what we'll be doing today. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trevor coming in from California and producer Bug Bug Dude behind the dish. Spring training is underway. Everyone loves good spring training storyline. Trev, Trevor is a big fan of position battles. Mm. He thinks that a lot will get decided over the course of spring training. And that's what we're here to talk about today but trev how are you doing first and foremost you got dangerous winds over there about 50 mile an hour gusts outside right now kind of kept everybody in the house awake last night but you know i'm built different jim i got up i got my workout in and i do want to say i've been thinking about a way to bring this up yes there was the do you guys remember when like colt tucker archer Mm. brad miller all came over to my house Yes, yes. That day, I felt so inadequate. I felt like I needed needed to go. And I hadn't felt that way in a long time because I was surrounding myself with people who I was like more fit and athletic than. And then these guys show up my doorstep. And since that day, I mean, I have just gone on a tear. So I guess the moral of the story is don't ever be the smartest person in the room. Don't ever be the sexiest person in the room because you need that competition. You know, spring training, competition. Let's go. I brought it full circle. How about that? I thought you were going to announce that you were, you know, non-roster invite. No, man. I just, I surrounded myself with these guys and I looked, I looked at myself and I was like, I'm not there right now. And it motivated me. It motivated me, Jim. It motivated me. Jake, are you motivated? I mean, that's why I hang out with Trev, Stanford guy, good looking. I I attain to do. I plan on playing significant amount of third third base for the Minnesota Twins at some point, or at least go to third base with some Twins at some point. So we'll see what goes on there. But what yeah, do you have no. as third base? Everyone uh, has them different. Uh, Moral stuff, stuff and holes, fingers or wieners. That would be Ooh. wieners would well, be. Well, no, wiener not in that hole. Not oh, in the main oh, hole. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Oh man. All right. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean it's interesting it's way true. to start. No How big about, deal. Uh, we're gonna roll with it. Brad Brad Miller, Trev. I mean, not not in a shade way. You were kind of Brad Miller was the not the random that showed up, but like you you know, you were hanging out with Arch, your Cole Tucker's personal coach, and then it was like, Oh, Brad Miller's here. He got a little payday this offseason. So yeah, man, we're uh what do you get? One for three? Something like that? Something like that. I forgot to mention Flaherty was there too. I mean, talk yeah. about just I gotta I had to step my game up and I have. I gained three pounds, but I lost a bunch of percentage of body fat already. So I'm just just a little taste me session right now. Okay. Oh. Let me get it out. That's awesome. You know who oh. you should taste? You should taste Luke, Joel Penny, mm. Paul Saley, Tanner Kingery, Kyle Leroy, Jesse Malviney, Chris LeBlanc. Andrew Carter, Sean O'Rourke, Robert Ferris, Cody Clock. Cody Clock. Cody Clock. That's like a, he's like a safety, free safety. Uh, Ooh, with a K, too. Yeah, with a K. Yeah, Cody Clock. Pitcher. Greg Feltman, Chloe Swine, Nick Camacho, Rock, Rocco Rockwell. It's not a real name. I Rocco Rockwell. Don't. And Brandon went. Those are our most recent patrons. We're doing a, we're doing a special Q and A for just patrons tonight. Tonight, 8 Jake and I, eight PM, working late. That's got all a, we do. Got a bunch of questions. Different. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, today's episode, we asked for some voicemails. We asked for some uh, questions on Twitter. What's the storyline in your camp? Tell us so we're informed. What are what is uh you know. What are you guys saying? Let's just jump right into the first voicemail. Of course, you guys know about young Vladdy working hard this offseason, losing 42 pounds in hopes of finally having his offensive explosion. 
Him also getting some reps in at the hawk corner can provide some versatility to the team and the possibility that Vigio could spend some time at Lefty days. So while we are all hoping for his breakout season, I think there's another storyline worth mentioning, and it's about Jake's boy Alejandro Kirk. After not even playing above high eight ball, Kirk surprisingly got called up last year due to our lack of backstops. Even though it was a short sample size, Kirk was seeing the, seeing the ball really well and it was seeming like a true major leader. So this spring training, we're looking forward to see if Kirk can put up those same numbers and make the opening day roster serving with Danny Jenkins back up, or seeing if he gets sent down to the minors for some more APs. All right, boys, thanks for hearing me out. All right, the the short big guy, Alejandro Kirk. Now, Jake, Yeah. question. My guy. If I think we all rushed to do a little tiny bit of research on this. Who's the other options at catcher? Because my brain automatically went, of, of course Kirk's going to go to AAA and get starting time. He's 21 years old and didn't even hasn't even played in AA or AAA yet. Do they have other options that would make it as the backup catcher in camp? So right now it's Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire. Reese? Yeah, Reeser. Uh, and Reese is out of options, so I think that's going to be a big factor. Uh, righty, lefty. I'm assuming they don't want to lose Reese for everything. Was it Reese that had a little incident last spring? Yeah. Uh, speaking of third base with yourself. He shit himself? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. he's masturbating it's in the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, bringing this back to Alejandro Kirk, my short. What base would you say he got to him with himself? Uh, he circled with, with Angela. He circled them. Okay. He circled them. Uh, Alejandro Kirk, if you're not familiar, got excited about this short king last year. He's listed at 5'8, 265. Crunch the numbers on that. Oh, uh, he lost some weight coming into camp, too. If there's a there's a Blue Jays pot out there, I mean, they, they need some Blue Jays weight loss stuff. He, uh, before you looked at him and you're like, oh my God, you look like a base came to life. Um, now he kind of just he looks like a catcher, like he looks like a short, thick catcher. So, um, honestly, he's exciting. Uh, we fall in love with the short kings, and in a small sample, he played nine games last year. He went nine for twenty-four, um, and it was fun, three seventy-five. But I think they're going to explore their other options more. I mean, catchers, someone's going to get hurt. Uh, Danny Jansen is a mental dance. For us as Yankee fans Because every time I've seen him He's had a batting average start with a one And then it's like oh And Danny Jansen takes Garrett Cole yard And you're like what? What's happening? So uh, and he racks up a little bit of war They're both Everybody's young here Danny Jansen's 25 Reese McGuire's 26 So Kirky probably not breaking camp But he's he's the guy on deck You're going to use three catchers anyways I mean if there's a I don't think it's a bad thing if he doesn't break camp. It's better for Alejandro Kirk's game to go get starting reps at AAA than to sit the bench in the bigs and play once or twice a week. I mean, he's really young. If he was 26 and like a quadruple A player, you'd be like, yeah, this dude needs to just be on the roster and, and he can help. But he's still got a lot of room for improvement and growth. So... My guess, and again, Blue Jays fans know a lot more. My guess is that he's going to start in in the minors. It's interesting because we talk about all the time. We just talked about this on Tuesday. The guy's ready. Why isn't he up? You know, and you look at his minor league statistics, they're not too far off from what he did in those nine games that he played in 2020. And this guy's got a nine OPS. Yeah, his service time has already started, right? Seasons. What's that? His clock's already started, so it's not even about manipulating right now. Well, they can if they delay his days this year, you can probably get an extra yeah, year there, in there. Yeah, you're right. There's still manipulation to be done, but I mean, I don't I wouldn't yeah. say that's it right now. I mean, it makes I, sense. I agree. I don't think he starts with the team, but I do think they have an eye on him to, you know, they they love their lineup. It's an offensively driven lineup and adding a guy that can hit like that whether you give him a DH day here or there, whether he ends up becoming a starting catcher for you. I don't know yet. Look, I was looking for that picture. He looks great right there. He does. He looks like a catcher. Like maybe that he needs like to go a, a little bit more. A little bit more. See, I disagree. I disagree. And uh, Trev, you're – so we we got inundated with this because we saw him with the Yanks, but um, 
the scouting reports, we talked about your scouting reports the other day. Wiry hips kind of looks like a lady. Uh, Alejandro Kirks was like, not a great body, but some guys break the mold. <laughs> and I, I hope he's a mold breaker. We don't know how he's doing this, but he just keeps doing it. And and I liked what Jimmy said. I think the bigger thing, I, I think the Blue Jays do believe in Danny Jansen uh, as being kind of their go-to catcher. So if you have Alejandro Kirk up, you want to play him. So, hey, if Jansen starts off slow and Reese McGuire's not giving you anything, then I think you you bring up Kirky and you say go get it. But, yeah, there's kind of no rush there. See? They also, there's another catcher that there was their third overall pick name is Riley Adams. Um, also, uh, he was played in double A in 2019, and he had really good numbers in 2019 everywhere. I don't know what happened. Again, this is a situation where I know nothing about right. what happened to Riley Adams. Blue Jays fans could tell me. Um, he's lost right now on a hiking trip, and I'd be like, oh, my bad. Mm. But, you know, Kirk Kirk jumps some people. There's got to be other AAA and AA catchers that the Blue Jays have stashed around, and maybe Kirk just got a shot for roster reasons that we don't know. I have no idea about the depth. A, a shocking statistic as I'm looking at his minor league stats. 90 walks to 64 strikeouts in his four seasons. Kirk? That's a joke. Trev, yeah. the guy's fun, man. Yeah. It was that, doesn't, sm- that doesn't happen. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Joey Votto. I don't care. It doesn't matter. That doesn't happen, dude. Like some, that's a that is crazy talk to have those types of numbers. Some if you're guys, if you're one and one, that is as good as you're ever gonna see. But to be ninety and sixty four, not a math paw, that's better than one and one. Some so, guys break the mold. Kirk. I love it, man. You I don't think it. I gotta pay more point, attention to this guy. You don't think his 5.6 whiff percentage against fastballs will hold up? Trev? Well, he went to the big leagues and went one walk to four strikeouts. So it's a little different in the show, but give the guy some time to adjust. I mean, <laughs> I mean clearly he's got year. excellent vision. He's got bat-to-ball skills. I take everything back. Screw him, Alejandro. Hit 400 and tell him <laughs> I am breaking the mold. You sign Springer. Put your stud behind the dish. Is he good? I haven't looked at the defensive numbers. Is he good know. behind the I don't, dish? I don't, I don't Try know. to throw a ball by him. Yeah, but he can block. Try to get one by exactly. him. Exactly. You need to be a wild pitch. Umps love him. I mean, look, we're he going to use uh, a glove either. Mather, didn't Mather say in, in two years we'll for sure have an electronic strike zone? So who cares about framing anymore? Yeah, he did say that. But he's not with the Mariners anymore. I can't wait for that to happen. And then everything these guys, like Gary Sanchez working on the one leg stuff and all this crap, he's going to just have to catch the ball. So many catchers. I mean, that position is going to open up. They're going to be sitting on little chairs in our lifetime. Just wait. Jake does think that. Wild man. We're saving knees. Here's Kirk. Here's a random clip. Random clip of Alejandro Kirk. They don't know much about him. Just a hit. He's got a little thick Pedroia in him. Just a hit. With that, like, follow-through? Here's a, here's a stud. A, here's a single, Trev. It's against Garrett Cole. Curveball sits on it. Glaber probably throws him out. Anderson Simmons makes that play. What do you got? We just, we just, we just, we just, Peter. we just got ourselves into a bad Glaber at short video by accident, and that's upsetting. <laughs> Good luck, Alan. He might have got on He would have thrown Kirk out. Kirk was two percent in sprint speed. Oh yeah. What's that? Oof. What Trev? Oof. I think who was the catcher? Jim, were you the backup catcher? For what? Little league? I was a starting catcher. For your team. Starting catcher. Oh, you're starting. Whatever. You're well, a catcher. Well, yeah, freshman. Sorry, I didn't mean to... In high school backup. Because there was this. Were you kid a knee was... savers guy? No, I savers were controversial at yeah, the time. Very, I, very I, controversial. I was either had them and took them off. I had them and took them off, or I didn't have them until I finally broke and I got them. I didn't use them though. You just use them in between pitches. Jim's got good knees. Jim can squat today. So you weren't you weren't getting down. You were just you had them and maybe you wanted the, like you said between pitches. You got on them because that is like in the big leagues. There are guys they'll say I'll never. You never even wear them. That was the that was like the trick about it. Like they never actually came into play. Like if you were trying to like rest on the knee savers, you were still in that position. It's not like they were a chair, you know. So I think they were dumb. I can squat them still. 
Like I like I get down like that when I play with little kids. So and my dog. All right. Jake's got bad. Squat I make anything. noises. I make the old man noises. If I got a so squat, you're a knee saver guy. You want me to do the rest of the show squatting catcher position? We could do it. <laughs> kind of. I think I'd be out of camera. He's setting up. Be a little low. Ooh, I see it. I see it. He's got the catcher's bounce. It's natural. He does have the bounce. He's got the catcher's yeah. bounce. Get get the ball from the empire, Jim. Yeah. Well, that would be good rapport. Right yeah. Yeah. Still throw righty. <laughs> I still throw righty. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have the glove on, you forget. Well, that was the first voicemail. All right. Shout out squatty potties. Stay there. Yeah. Okay. Next voicemail. Hey guys, I want to talk about the Nationals. All anybody seems to want to talk about with them right now is Bell and Schwarber and whether they can bounce back. And I just don't think it matters. Um, even if our offense is slightly below average, I think we're still a 90 win team if Strasburg stays healthy, if Scherzer stays actually healthy, and if Corbin, Corbin can be above average, if Lester and Ross even play 500 ball. I think people are forgetting that we still have a top three rotation in the game. Um, yeah, I just want to know your thoughts whether the offense can be slightly bad and whether this can still be a 90 plus win team. Thanks guys. All right. I have a question. Sure. What, what was the pitching doing? What was the pitching doing last year? Uh, Scherzer was good. Strasburg got hurt. Yeah. Um, and then I think Corbin was okay. Um, see who else I'm missing. Cause they were bad last year. They were bad. It was a weird year for the Nats last year. Yeah. They didn't have Soto. Scherzer get for hurt no as well. reason. I mean, last no, year Scherzer was a weird year in Scherzer general. Scherzer twirled it. Scherzer had twelve starts. Corbin had eleven, uh, and he was he was four six six ERA. Um, Anibal Sanchez had eleven starts and got rocked six six two, and then it's Eric Fetty who was actually kind of solid, and Austin Volf. Is oh. the question? Do we think Corbin Strass? Scherzer as a three two one reverse order and Soto alone can make that can win them ninety games? Because my answer is no. Oh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Well, he said Soto. Did he even mention Turner? I mean, I like Turner, but I think he just said Soto and the three guys. He's he's saying that he still basically he's saying we should still believe in this starting pitching enough that the Nats could be a ninety win team. Which I got to be honest with you, I haven't looked at the Nats a ton. I obviously know the moves they've done, but now that I'm seeing the projected lineup in front of me, the projected lineup is pretty damn good too. Like, yeah, you got to bank on a few guys having a bounce back year, but the track record is there for these guys. I mean, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Schwarber, starting Castro, you know, he's a good hitter. No matter how you want to slice it up, the guy can still hit. John Gomes, Victor Robles, and then if Key Boom comes on the scene. Mm. I have different emotions when I see their lineup. I see Trey Turner, Soto, and then I see, and then I don't see a, a lot of anyone well, else. You that have I the says, Josh Bell hate because of the round of BP. Mm. You know that. Uh, yeah, he also had a tough year. Um, Schwarber, I like, but again, I just don't think you're banking on on ups on better than average with those those three and four hitters, and Who then the you get into like. Yeah, Castro can slap the ball. He's good. And I don't know. I just no, yeah. I don't see that lineup and say that's a good lineup. Right now they have Starlin Castro penciled in the five hole. Like I, I like a, I like me an eight hole Starlin Castro, a guy that can you know slap you 150 hits in a season pretty easily. Um, this is where I was. You when we were doing free agency times, I wanted them to get real Mudo because right now it's Jan Gomes and Alex Avila. Which hey, you got a good old man platoon there, sure, but. This team feels a bat short. Um, you know, Josh Bell and Schwarber feels kind of coin flippy. Josh Bell leaves Pittsburgh. He had the one monster year. If they can get him right, he's got it in the tank. Kyle Schwarber, I, if I'm remembering correctly, in 2019, I think he was 39 homers, something like that. Um, so, you know, you figure one of those guys should have a big year. But then you're still a couple bats short. We'll see how Robles and Keyboom develop the young guys. Would have liked to see them get one more bat because any baseball fan can talk themselves into Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg if they're right. 
Yeah, um, that's the easy part. You know, if 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 each of those guys gives you 30 starts, the Nats are going to be a pretty competitive team. So it ties into their health. Yeah, I think once you start comparing that lineup to other lineups in the division, you do like a whoa. Yeah. Like I think, Trev, think about how much you love the Phillies, like the Phillies lineup, the Mets lineup, even the Braves. I think they put this lineup under the table. Nobody has Juan Soto though, man. He good. I mean, that's a difference maker. He he's two good guys and wrapped up into one, <laughs> in my opinion. That's and Trey Turner is so grossly underrated. I mean, look, I'm getting excited looking at the lineup yeah. only because in my mind, I had him lower. Like I, I, I looking at the lineup, starting pitching. Obviously, we know I like that, and the bullpen. Not too shabby either. So this is kind of a team that as I'm looking and it's getting closer to the season, they've filled out their roster. Like I'm the Nationals are gonna be in it for sure. Mm, I was gonna say that they have the best one two punch in the NL East with Turner and Soto, but the Braves have Acuna Freeman. Which is pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. But I mean Brad Hand, you got, you know, the fact that they got Jeremy Jeffers on a, like a non-roster invite type thing. He had a great year last year. No, you you always wonder how the bullpen's going to come together because there's guys you can buy into. Will Harris, Jeffress, Hudson, Brad Hand. Like, you know, it's it's how a bullpen comes together, and if those starting pitchers are good and they keep that bullpen fresh, then things start to cycle. But the lineup, let's say one of Bell, the or defense Schwarber, is also bad. Let's say one of Bell or Schwarber has a great. Season, right? Sure. If they were both to repeat their 2019, that's uh, stacked. That's crazy good. Let's say one of them does. Odds are one of them will have a really good season. Like that? I still don't think that makes them top three lineup in the NL East. Nah, top two, top three. It makes them top three, not top two. I like Trev's scouting report on Soto. He counts as two guys. Okay. He's so good. He counts as two. He is. He is. I I don't I'm not sure like I need to look at I guess more in depth about the Mets lineup. They like, hit. Are, we, are we thinking that this Nationals team is has a lesser lineup than the Mets? I think so. The Mets have a lot of names that don't sound shiny, but when you actually look at what they've done, they yeah, were the they Mets were one that. of the best hitting teams last year. McNeil hits. They added Lindor. Yeah, they do. Okay, this is a better. This Pete is a better Alonso, Conforto, <laughs> Dom Smith. You're like yes, shit. Do you see those those Dom Smith Barry Bonds back to backs? Their swing is exactly the Pretty same. Cool. Pretty cool. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, and we we'll, we haven't done these uh, team player team profile and projections yet for like a lot of these teams, which we will, and we'll get into those. Nats get a hitter. Or I just wish they had another part of their identity. Like if I looked at the Nats with that lineup and said these guys play defense, I'd be like, okay, there's more of a formula. But Josh Bell's bad at first. Schwarber's not going to give you anything in left. This is going to be Soto's, Soto's first full year in right. Like, He's not great. So I, this team, I don't know what Keyboom's giving me at the hot corner like Trey Turner. But this this team either needed another hitter or another part of their. Like identity to buy in, and I'm not there. If Jackie Bradley Jr. goes to the Nationals, do you think that helps them out? No. No, because then they don't have a. Sp- then you're benching Schwarber or Robles. Or Robles, which I don't know. Let Robles do his thing. He's still really young. Let that guy play every day and find out who he is. All right. I feel that. I don't know. If, I don't know. Sneaky, sneaky good. I don't know what the question really was, but I think we answered it. If Corbin, okay, how about this? If Corbin, Scherzer, and Strasburg are healthy and good, yeah, which isn't too crazy, right? The health is the bigger concern than good. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's just tough because you don't know what the other teams are doing. I don't know. What's the ceiling, Jim? You love that ceiling. What's well, yeah, we'll could, they, could they win the NL East? I am giving away secrets. You got to wait till we oh. get to the Nationals TPP. Okay. The Seattle Mariners one comes out soon, and we recorded that before <laughs> the Mathers stuff. I'm already dreading the comments of just yeah. everyone like, "How did you not talk about Mathers and all this new stuff?" But um, did you at least don't... switch the date, BBD? So I have to wow. stop reading those comments. Trev, I switched them live on the yeah. episode we recorded, and we I, said I the dates this. have been wrong. It's going to be ugly. 
I changed it while we were doing that episode oh, and while everything we were doing the after. While the we're episodes doing the that were already uploaded and scheduled were already uploaded and scheduled. <laughs> oh, and you and I have I, had that conversation uh, twice now. I think you both need to chill out. With some Cushy Dreams CBD. It'll get rid of your anxiety. It'll help with your depression, pain relief, fighting inflammation, and more. Smokable CBD. For all you ex-potheads out there that can't touch the marijuana anymore, but still want to go stand in the backyard, Mm. sniff that smell, and inhale the smoke. That's what CBD does. Gives you that same feel, and it's going to help you out, because CBD also has many good things about them. We have one-eighth cans over here in front of Jake's face here. They can get this. They sell pre-rolled joints. Jake and I smoked one of those in the back alley. Now they have a combination uh, of the two. It's perfectly legal. Smoking is the fastest and most effective way to get CBD into your system. It smells and tastes and looks like high-quality marijuana. Every run is a limited small batch. You can go get some yourself at CushyDreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y. Dreams.com. Use promo code. I don't think I can play yeah. another person's. I don't think you're allowed to play another person's voice if they're oh, not sponsored. Oh, that stuff. I've thought about it every time we've done this reading. Baseball. Use promo code yeah. BASEBALL for wow. 20% off your next order. Go get yourself some legal CBD. CBD. I they I got I got Cute my uh, package yesterday. Wow, you're in the game. You're gonna smoke I haven't it up. Used it yet? I will today. When I had too much stuff going on yesterday, I just didn't get to it. But today, uh, I will be lighting it up in my backyard, just like Jim said. Someone said, Will in the YouTube chat said, "Wish I could have seen Jake and Jim smoking in the back alley. Would have been good content. We only did it for content. The video yeah. exists. Go to Cushy Dreams Twitter. They posted it." Think I can, can make I? you laugh? Oh, never mind. Jake wants to see if he can make me laugh. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Uh, Matt. <laughs> Our graphic designer. <laughs> Show it to the camera. If you're listening on just the podcast, go to the 23-minute mark and uh, see the picture oh of Jake. God. It's more like the 27-minute mark, but yes. That was a good guess by me. Yeah. Looks good. Did, uh, yes. I guess I'll tweet that. Not too far off. They'd have to do a lot of editing. Not a ton of editing. Tiny head. People that look at you just through a magnifying glass see that. Next call. I'm going to try and keep this one quick. Uh, Biggest story coming out of White Sox spring training, I think, is the competition for the, to fill the spots in the starting rotation. I mean, aside from the fact that you got Giolito and Lancelin, who were uh, aces on their respective teams going into this season, uh, you have Keuchel, who's going to eat, you know, innings at the major league level. He's going to give you 30 starts easy, and the odds are he's going to give you 30 solid starts looking at his numbers from last year. Um, But I think a lot of the interesting uh, dynamics comes from the – competition for the other rosters, the other uh, rotation spots, Crochet, Kopech, Cease, all studs. Uh, so, yeah. All right, back end of the of the White Sox starters. Mm. Who's making the squad? Mm. Now... Is Crochet a starter? I think in college he, he was. He, he went college to... The yeah, pros, didn't even go right? Because there so were what, no so minors. If that guy's a starter, look out. They only used him as a reliever last year, uh, I believe. Yeah, I think he's a reliever. But Kopech, he's he's there. He's feeling good about himself. Right? He opted out Kopech's last season. Kopech's the real deal, man. Like I, I, I got to see him in AAA. I think I got a base hit off him. No big deal. Like, Those hard. He's like a... I mean, I don't want to say this because he's still got to prove it. He's like a Thor. He's like a Thor type guy. Throws the shit out of the ball. Looks good with the shirt off. Mm. Good looking dude. You know, he's got to prove it at the major league level. But you got a guy like that. I'll take my chances with him. I like him a lot. So I mean, Giolito, Keuchel, Lynn, one, two, three. Mm. Carlos uh, Rodon, Rodon, 
I mean, he's got to be a lock, right? They can't send him down, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess the the debate there would be if you if someone else steps up and you you bullpen him because they have Reynaldo Lopez who's been around for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know, White Sox fans, you'd have to tell us a little bit. Dylan Cease, I know they like him a lot. Um, he's he's going to be penciled in that four spot. Crochet, I think they want to get excited about. This guy was the eleventh overall pick, and he was a starting pitcher, and what he can touch on the on the meter there. Um, to get him stretched out and not be a part of this team, I think they probably going to use him as a stretched out bullpen weapon if they can, which uh, is just as valuable if they can get his innings count up and get more major league experience. Um, you guys know I I talked about him probably too much last year. Kopech, I mean, this dude's supposed to be a stud. This dude is supposed to be like a stud. So let's let's see if he figures it out and gets in the mix on this team. Um, can they go to a six-man? Seems like a six-man rotation to start the season solves all their problems. Easy. I mean, you got it. Lynn and Keuchel who are older. I mean, a lot of teams are doing six-mans anyway now, or a lot of teams are discussing it. But it looks like um, Carlos Rodon, he can't, he can't be sent to the minors. He he pitched out of the bullpen twice last year in September, but they there's a lot going on. And I don't think they want him to become a reliever. So he's going to make the squad, which means there's only a fifth spot. And then you have Cease and Kopech. Why don't you just go to a six-man or shuttle him up and down from the start? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the shuttle gets involved with this team a little bit for a couple of their young guys. Kopech, I don't think his – has his service time started? Yeah. Yeah, he, I think he came up in 2018, but he sat out last year. So – yeah, no, I definitely a storyline. I wish I had the answers. You don't? Yeah, I, I don't think Rodon's a lock for the rotation. I think he could see some work in the bullpen. I'm actually reading right now. Didn't even know my buddy Chris Getz is the assistant GM there. What's up, Chris? Wow. What's up, Chris? Uh, but I'm reading an article where he had came out and said they're going to use Crochet as a multi-ending reliever in 2021. Makes sense. So... You know, teams are Kopech going that has way. You get five innings out of your guy, and then you you bring the the bullpen in. Kopech, so. Kopech's going to start in AAA, I even think if so. even if he has an amazing spring. Dude hasn't pitched in thirty one months. He's coming yeah, off surgery, so. yeah. sitting down. I would say it's Cease is going to get an opportunity up front to get some starts while he goes and and make sure he's in shape and healthy and all that. Seems like there's, there's no reason to to rush Kopech. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, he goes out. Balls out in AAA, and he's there early May. You know they don't want to waste a lot of time if they got a guy that they think they can yeah. be good. Like they they're going for it. They're not. This is not time to rebuild. Like they're they're in their window. So if he's doing it, and they think he can help the team, he'll be up. Trev, and like you said, and we were we were laughing when we were talking about this a little bit. Like there's not a. There really aren't position battles. Um, you know, it's either dictated by salary or it's dictated by, you know, where you were drafted, where you're at on the prospect list. Dylan Cease, as of 2019, I think he was um, like the number 21 prospect by by some ratings. Kopech was a big-time prospect. So I think you're right. Like, if the, if Kopech's looking good, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to get him AAA innings and get back into it, but... If he's ready to roll, like these White Sox are trying to do big things this year. They, you know, as of right now, I think in Vegas, they're the second favorite of the AL. So I think we've run into a situation where White Sox fans are saying, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It looks like Ronaldo Lopez is going to be the fifth starter. I mentioned Ronaldo Lopez. He just got rocked last year. So him and Cease is the battle, I think, if anything. I think him and Rodon. Cease is in. They like Cease a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He's got options. Why would they re-sign Rodon to go to the bullpen? You don't need a lot of pitchers. Yeah, it just seems like you don't. I mean, you want a reliever. There's a lot of relievers out there. Uh, also, this guy says that they really like Jonathan Stever. Ooh, barely know her. So look out for him. Sure. Any anybody that's listening that isn't a White Sox fan and really doesn't know uh, Crochet, like, be on the lookout for this guy. He's an electric factory. 
Stole like the show last year. Every yeah. pitch, doing it. Um, skipped the minor leagues completely in 2020. I, I I love everything about this guy. That's I'm curious, like the... where his future future is. If they want to keep him in the bullpen, I don't know if they've come out and said that. Obviously, in 2021, we just said that they do, but is it an instance where they want to kind of just see what they got and then eventually move the guy into the rotation? I don't know. His, Obviously, he's more valuable in the rotation. There's a video of his separation between lower body and upper body in slow-mo, his delivery, and it's wild. It's really they function as two completely different, like, movements. It's pretty cool. I and know. I follow him on Instagram. He got engaged this offseason, so congrats, Garrett. Oh. Huge. Bring up. <gasps> Whoa. Trevor. Next I call. I've sneezed. What's up, boys? Sam from Madison again. Long time no see or no talk, I guess. Um, I'm obviously a Brewers fan, and there's a lot of talk. Obviously, could talk about starting pitchers, could talk about outfield depth, but there's one glaring talking point the Brewers have. And that is the left side of the infield. Shortstop, you got Arias, Arcia. Neither are great. One of them is going to be the starter. Third, Arias is also an option. Brought in Robertson and brought in Shaw, who I'm happy about. But unless he really bounces back to his 2017-18 form is not the solution that Justin Turner would have been. Um, all right. Stay safe. Jake sucks. Ah, wow. There it is. Right at the end there. With tons of energy. Jake sucks. Jake sucks. Long time no see? Is that what he Are you guys with? friends? Yeah, he said no see because he watches oh. us. Watches a YouTube guy. But we're on YouTube every day. There's nobody that works harder than talking baseball. Wow. Long so long time no see. Maybe he hasn't tuned in in a while. The Brewers' left side of the infield, when we wanted them to go get Turner really bad, it was because the other options aren't, on paper, amazing. Jake, do you have anything? Trav? We know how the Brewers think. Um, They're kind of like they want guys that are moving. Each guy individually moves the war needle in their own way. Um, Not a ton of superstars. They got their guy. It's built on Yelich. We know they love Locaine, uh, opted out last year, so that'll be a boost to them. And then Hura is supposed to be the next, you know, hitter part of that formula. And Colton Wong, you know, he does his thing. But everyone else is supposed to be just like a positive. Like they're supposed, they don't want guys that are holes or or have massive holes in their game. Avisail Garcia was their big signing last year. Um, back to the left side of the infield, Travis Shaw. Um, you know. That guy's got a couple baseball seasons under his belt. If he can come in, rake against some some righties, play a little third base on on those days, then you got Urias, who was the other big part in that Trent Grisham trade. Everyone thought he was going to play shortstop and put pressure on Arcia. He had some injury stuff happen. Brewers going to plug and play until it works. They signed Daniel Robertson too. They lost Sogard and uh, someone else who was over there last year. They're going to plug and play whoever's feeling good and doing positive things. The only guy in free agency right now that could maybe make sense is Michael Michael Franco, uh, who's actually pretty good last year and a third baseman, but he doesn't feel like a Brewers guy. Like They want guys that are versatile, or if you're not doing this, we can plug you over here. So I think Brewers are going to Brewers. Trav, do you know Travis Shaw? I do. I got to play against um We saw a lot of each other when he was with the Red Sox. We shared uh, spring training city with them, so I got to know him a little bit there. When he moved, got moved to the Brewers, I said, this is so good for you, man. You know, So I think he's still got something in him. I like the Daniel Robertson sign too, a versatile dude who had a few you know, good stretches of ball. And maybe if you plant him and say hey this is your spot maybe he goes off because he's got all the tools man like the guy can move he can field he can he's got a little bit of pop in his bat mm. um but you know i think this is i don't know if there's gonna be a battle in spring training i think they're just gonna say hey what 
what do we got here? And I think they're going to mix and match throughout the year, unless somebody goes and just grabs the spot. So I guess in that sense, it, maybe it is a battle. But I don't think they're planning on like, hey, this is what I say about spring training battles. Uh, you know, there are spots that aren't ironed or sharpied in, whatever you want to say it. But they're not going to base a decision on thirty at bats. Like they have, they have their projections. They have what they think. And then you know, if someone goes out and just absolutely crushes it, then maybe they get a few more runs during the season. And then you got to do it during the season. And then you can lock down your position. But just because you had a good spring training means absolutely nothing. You got to do it during the season. So you know, they got these guys, like you said, they got Urias, Robertson, Shaw, kind of all guys. They'll mix and match over there and. Hopefully one sticks for him. I think I might be in on Shaw. His 2019 okay. is so weird that I asked if you knew him because to me it just seems like you had to be battling an injury. Okay. What's that noise? Aliens? It's Trev. Oh. Wow. Is your phone close to your little blue what box or something? Wow. It hasn't moved. I don't know. We is got it gone it, now? Is Sounds alien, good. Do you alien have an alien in your backyard? Numbers. Yeah. Fucking possibly. So here's my... uh, Yeah, you never know. You never know. I don't know. Good answer, Trev. Here's my thoughts on Shaw, right? Really good. 2017, really good. 2018, 30 home runs, 30 home runs. 2019, so bad. To me, it looks like an injury year or something like that. I went to his analytics, Trev. Analytics. His launch angle skyrocketed in 2019. His whiff went up. His expected numbers went down a lot. Maybe he was just like, hey, they're paying me to hit home runs. I got to hit home runs. Change the swing up a little bit. Needs to go back to a little more balanced, a little more line drive approach. No idea because I just looked at those numbers and made that conclusion in 30 seconds. But he ended last season. His, uh, his 2020 with the Blue Jays in September. 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 He had an 821 OPS, a 321 on base percentage, um, and like looked better. So he ended the season pretty well, and he and his season on the whole was, you know, he's back up to at least like a 90 OPS plus, which is different than his 2019, where it was just awful. So maybe I believe yeah, in 20, Travis Shaw. Yeah, 2019 looks like it's you know an outlier because if you look, you know, going back. I always like to look at Babbitt, man. Mm. Um, in 2019, he had a uh, kind of batting average on balls in play of 216. That's not good. Okay. And the rest of the time in his career, he's hovered around the 300 mark, which is kind of right around league average. So, you know, you just got a little unlucky there. Like you said, he struck out a little more. Um, whether that is because he was trying to hit homers, I don't know what the reason for that is. But, you know, if he looks at those numbers and says, okay, let me put the ball in play a little more. Um Math says I'm going to have a better batting average balls in play because that's just how it goes. I like him there. Can I say you something? Know, and if, he gets, if he gets hot offensively, he's the guy that has the most potential to you know help carry a team of those yeah. three guys. The biggest change is the launch angle for me. I mean, it goes 15, 16, 14, 16, all around the same. Then it jumps up to 25 in 2019, his worst season. Something's different about his swing. We're all His exit velocity's been about the same, you know. I think, you know, just a tough year. We're all rooting for Travis Shaw. Yeah. yeah. Would be nice. Goes back to Milwaukee, couple 30 homer seasons there. Find it again, kid. Thick boy, too. Ooh. Thick boy. Yeah. Nice lower half. Oh, okay. Wow. There's a guy in the league whose name I Googled Travis Shaw, and there's another one whose name was uh, Sean Travis. Mm. What do you think about that? What? No one has thoughts there? No. Okay. We'll move right on then Mm. to the next voicemail. Hey there, John Boy, Jake, Trevor. This is Paul from Manhattan. So I'm a Yankee fan, and... I just think that the biggest concern for the Yankees this upcoming season is pitching. Um, obviously, you guys have talked about this on the podcast and also on the Talking Yanks podcast, but I'm just curious on what you guys think the set rotation will be. Obviously, it's totally up in the air after Cole and probably Chapman as closer. 
but I was thinking about what from there on is going to be their options uh, in terms of the two, three, four, five slots. Um, I don't really think we have an answer there. And then also with the bullpen, I could totally see a guy like Adam Warren maybe sliding in and grabbing her a bullpen spot last minute. Let me know what you guys think. All right, bye. Trev? Your Yanks, Trev. He said the rotation isn't set beyond Garrett Cole, and I just feel like that's not true, right? Like, and you got Kluber, Tyone, who's the other guy? Montgomery, Herman, who's been in the headlines a lot lately. He's been taking some flack, rightfully so. I don't know what I mean. You seems to it. me like they have you kind of it, a rotation Trev. set. You nailed it. Yes, they do. It. I mean, you know, until someone gets hurt, it's. It's pretty. Mark Schmidt's out, so he's not going to be pushing for he, something uh, right now. He wasn't going to make the team anyway. Um, he's okay though, right? That's not like a season-ending injury. It's, yeah, no, it's just a little late. flexor strain. He was trying out a new four seam. He was trying to show off to everyone uh, in spring training, and he just went a little too hard, too quick. I like that guy. So I'm came early. Okay. There's a there's a chance for the Davy crack the opening day. Yeah, Davy yeah, might get that Davey. spot from Herman because Herman's been a little bit of a fuckhead. Yes, and. They're not well. A lot of a, a lot of bit of a fuckhead. A yeah. lot of bit of a fuckhead. But I mean, the, yeah. the team isn't really protecting him right now. No, no. So Since coming to spring training, you know, the, my, in his my, defense, I feel like he's handled it well. You no, know, he, he hasn't. To defend a guy like that. No, he hasn't. He has not. It. No, he hasn't. No. Oh, okay. He's no. he's. I just saw some stuff with. Um, he didn't even apologize to Britain. his girlfriend for hitting her. We're at the start. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. We're at this. <laughs> like literally, we hit. Like if it if you don't start. Getting better. There's nothing we can do for you, bud. So he just did his apology. He did the team apology. Then he did the PR apology. So we'll see. It's uh, we talk about this here and on talking Yanks. You know, depending on where you feel about second chances and morality and stuff, you know, you can be very out on Domingo Herman, and you wouldn't be wrong. I think, uh, yeah, at the end, Davey becomes a factor at how good he looks this spring. I think that could be some rotation yeah. stuff and what other injuries are. The question I want to ask you, Trevor Plough, uh, is Kluber and Tyone, you know, Kluber, he's 34, 35 soon. He's got, you know, a, a very impressive baseball resume. Jameson Tyone, uh, building a nice resume. You know, he had the injuries. What if Tyone just looks better in camp than Kluber. I mean, I think this is something that going back in past years people cared more about. Um, now the analytics like lining up matchups and everyone's going to pitch. Uh, could Tyone jump Kluber, or do you not even cross that bridge with Kluber's resume? What does jump mean? Just like start the second game of the season? Like yeah. behind Cole? I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you. I think once you just get your opening day is fun and you're that star, then after that, it, it to me, in my experience, it doesn't matter who's going second, third, or fourth, or fifth. It doesn't even you know, matter I in think the playoffs could. anymore. Tanaka was the second best pitcher, and he's pitched in the third game. And a lot of teams use their second best pitcher in the third game. Yeah, like the it's, one, two, three, four much. doesn't matter at all anymore. Who's your I, I, Who's I, your one is a great question. Who's your two doesn't matter. You know. I think Tyone could have a better year than Kluber. Like, I don't think that's far-fetched. I think right. he could end up being the second-best starter on the Yankees team, but I don't think it matters where he begins the year, where he's at in the rotation as far as lining it up. It does for us because we're taking Jameson shots for every strikeout yeah. of his first start. And it, Well, if it's, and if it's the two guy, once. then I'm going to be there. Could ruin our Saturday real quick. I think I'd rather it's Saturday. Yeah. Than Sunday because Sunday we have to record afterwards. So that means yeah. we're going to do the first series oh recap of the season. We'd be drunk for, and well, I don't know if that's it, a good way. And also, if it's Saturday, it's a, it's a then we have three what? days in a row of live streams, which is a lot. But I think we're doing that anyway. I think so. What's that, Trev? Is it a shot of Jamison every time he strikes somebody out? Yeah, for every strikeout. Yeah, he said he's going to throw all curveballs if we do it. Don't hurt yourself, <laughs> Tyone. So anyway, I mean, I think a quick answer here is barring injuries, the Yankees are going to go Cole, Kluber, Tyone, Montgomery's locked in at the four right now. And then they have talked about a six-man rotation so much that I'd be shocked if they don't do some version of it. Like maybe Cole is on regular rest, but they rotate the other five behind him with Herman and Davey in there. But 
here's the tricky part. It's not going to be Herman and Davy. It's going to be like Herman and Hulis Chassin to start the season or Davy and Hulis Chassin to start the season. Uh, that's what I think it's going to be. But, you know, at the end of the year. Mike King. You're Mike King. The end of the year, if the Yankees have one of Kluber, Tyone, or Severino, who doesn't come back until July, if they have one of those three guys that we can pencil in to get a playoff start, they're in a better spot than they were last year. I like the Yankees lineup too. Fuck. Mm. Well, it's impossible not to like what the about Yankees the lineup. Nats lineup. They're just though. fucking. I like the Nats lineup too. Don't don't be hating because you don't. The names aren't so spectacular. Yeah. And they then, don't have to shave. And then yeah, Adam Warren might. <laughs> Adam Adam Warren might break camp as a bullpen piece, but that is no one besides Yankees fans cares about that. I want to see Davey break break. I want to see him. I, I like everything he does. I I think I follow him on social unless yes. unless Talking Yanks just follows him so much that I see all his social Same stuff. Thing, yeah. But I like what he's bringing to the to the. I like like the aura of Davey Garcia. So I do too. I I hope he breaks camp because I think it's a good message to send. But I, then I think it would be Hulis and Davey and Herman would be get sent the timeout. Good. Is there a consensus on the judge teeth of you guys? He looks great. Very, ha- very happy for him. He got veneers. I'm nervous about it. I mean, if judge gets hurt again, uh, you know, the the radio people are going to be saying, oh, guy's more worried about his teeth. No. Yeah. And how does being changing your teeth doesn't cancel out. That's what people do, though. <laughs> it man. doesn't. That's the biggest but... stretch. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> we'll see. In uh, in Europe or, or Spain, they think uh, they think that better teeth helps you prevent injuries. They a lot of they have their their players Huge. fix their teeth to prevent injuries to the rest of the body is a belief they have in another country. So maybe that'll work. I'm not a fan of it. Got to be honest with you. I, I like people to just like be themselves. Mm-hmm. I I never like the fake teeth. I well, never like the fake. You have teeth. nice like, teeth. That's kind of bullshit. I don't have. I actually don't have great teeth, dude. I never had braces. Means he had pretty good teeth. I, yeah. You know what I like. You know what I like. I'll I'll say this. It's a bad argument. I don't like when bottom teeth are all jagged. Like okay. if I will do like braces there before I do any sort of veneer. I just think it looks. Yonder Alonzo got him. He's got mm. some new show teeth. Uh, Aaron Judge got the show teeth. I think Stanton got show teeth as well, right? Well, I mean, he got his jaw broken. So. Show teeth. Oh, so he just had the full excuse. Show teeth, they're, they're interesting, man. I mean, as long as he feels good about them, that's all that matters. Of course. Well, I kind of like the gap. It was like a thing. Yeah. It, was it wasn't. It was a signature in it a also, city that it, also has a guy. It wasn't one gap. Well. It was like he had baby yeah. teeth for a giant body. It was gaps in between every tooth. Like he had. Did he really? I got. I just don't remember him. Like I never looked at I him. I think if like, you go you see a picture teeth. of his old teeth, you'll be happy for him. When you see it, him. yeah. I mean, it's pretty drastic, but that's that's part of it for me. I'm either all in. You know, Aaron Judge, top five MVP, new teeth judge. He's unstoppable. Otherwise, you know. Let's go. Gotta take guy, those veneers off. Guy's worried about his teeth. He's not taking swings. Oh my god, that's so New York. What's uh the that idiot um Mad Dog? Your boy can't wait. He's got dentures probably. So he, what can he say? But if if Judge fails, oh he's he's worried about his look instead of his batting average or some stupid. He's gonna say something stupid like that. Unreal. I'm happy for him. Bang. Good. I'm happy for him too. They look great. But I thought he looked good before too. So it was a look. I think you got to go look at. Look at the teeth, the the before picture again. I think you'll be shocked. Talent, okay. When you see them side by side, I think no one would be like, yeah, you should have stuck with the old. Looks great. Looks better. It was a look. I just, I just want to just be happy with yourselves, everybody. You're worth it. Body positive. Yeah. No. Oh. Oh. Googled Mad Dog Russo's teeth. He's got nice teeth. Looks like nice natural teeth. Definitely whitens them a lot. Wow. Wow. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. Jake likes that one. What if me and Mad Dog just become really good friends this year? That's the goal. 
what when we're I doing come to New here. York, am I just going to storm into his radio show? Yeah. You'd be the first player in a while. I think he lives in New Canaan if you want to go see him. We can go to his town, Shout find out. him. Connecticut. COVID safe. God, we, we might have a good... If we actually hung out, we might have a really good time together. Wow. I think you'd like him. He's a sports guy. Baseball guys. Chris Rose says he is a really nice guy. Rosie loves him. Yeah, then somebody else said that he worked with him. Rose's producer, nice. Rob. <laughs> all right, fine. Just stop next. saying Bryce Harper sucks. That's all I'm saying. Uh, next is some tweets people had. We got a guy and I go through them. I can, I can go through them real quick. Uh, Quentin Hubner, a resident Astros fan, says that the storyline in Astros camp is whether or not Correa will be signed to a long-term deal. Correa has come out and said he won't negotiate during the season. The GM said he wants to get a deal done. Sign him. What would you do if you were Correa, Trev? Do you think negotiating during spring training is good or fun? How much is the player involved in it? Is the agent just doing all the work and he just gets check-ins every now and then? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's more of a negotiating tactic if you say we're not going to negotiate during spring training or the season because we want to focus. I think it's just their way of saying, come at us now. Or if the price is going to, uh, the price goes up the longer you wait. So that's why they give those deadlines. And I don't know. I think he's a pretty damn good player. So if Houston wants to keep him, they should probably figure it out. Do it, man. Anchor into him. Might as well. I mean, look, for all the things we talk crap about Houston for, there's some good players down there, whether they, you know, they didn't, they couldn't have cheated last year and he still went off. He became the, a postseason villain almost. Uh, he, I like the way he plays the game. So keep that guy there. We talk crap about every other organization for letting star players go. Houston, don't be stupid. We did the A-Rod thing one day and there's some – some definite similarities. I mean, the guy, you get worried about a guy that big sticking around at shortstop. I mean, it, he's built for third base. I mean, 6'4", 220, he's got the cannon. So if you're locking him up for 10 years, I don't think you have to worry about the defense. When it happens, it'll happen and and go from there. Um, yeah, man, I, lean into him. He uh, As the bad guy, he kind of won over our hearts last year a little bit. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see which one of these shortstops cracks first. By the way, when we were giving the Mets all the love on Lindor because they were definitely going to lock him up. Haven't heard anything on that recently. Lindor said I think he was going to wait, right, in his press conference. Didn't he say he's not going to do it in spring training? I don't know. thought he did. Uh, we have another tweet here about the Reds. And their storyline is who's going to be the shortstop, how competitive are they going to be in the Central. The Red shortstop situation is wild. I was trying to look at what, so I wish there was a full list of all the non-roster invitees. Because basically, I think the Reds at the end of camp are just going to look at all the non-roster invitees, shortstops that had a good spring but aren't going to break camp with the team they're on mm. and try to grab some. Because I, I otherwise... I don't know. Can they like start the season with the two Kyles and, and say they're trying? It seems kind of crazy to me. I'm we we know they were in the shortstop market for this year. One of their best prospects, uh Jose Garcia, uh supposedly can play shortstop and is expected this year. So I'm I'm with you, Jim. I think it's just gonna be stopgap city and hey, if they try it out with Kyle Farmer and Kyle Holder and one of them is a ball player cool? If not, I like your non-roster thing. Who's around? Give me somebody. But, yeah, I think, I mean, they kind of missed out on everyone. And I don't know. If the Reds find a way to hang this the other guy who's a shortstop who's supposed to be traded, I mean, Trevor Story, if the Reds are in on Story, I'd be shocked. But that's the guy who's out there. I wonder, can Nunez still pick it at short? No, right? Eddie? Yeah. My guy. A little pencil He'll give you some entertaining baseball, that's for sure. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but it's going to be entertaining. That guy is an entertainer. Yeah, his helmet will fall off. He'll make throwing errors. He'll run himself into injuries, and he'll slap the hell out of the ball all around the field. I love that guy. I really do. One of my favorite teammates. 
Well, okay. Cool. I, I do want to go back Yankees, and talk about Yankees, these. Yankees prospect, pride of the Yankees. Trevor Dude, loves I Yankees. I played against him in AAA. The guy was a stud. Who the hell? He didn't know how to pull the, the ball. He he physically couldn't pull the ball. He didn't know how to. <laughs> He'd only hit the ball the other way. Yeah, he's singles guy. Uh, all right, the red shortstop situation. That's crazy. Key Brian Hayes extension talk. No. Really? That's not anything. Um, played twenty Pirates games. Are smart. This Pirates are smart. This Padres fan says that he thinks they're still going to make moves. He says the Padres are still making yeah. more moves. Do it. Um. Then we got obviously Larusa in camp talking about Luis Robert saying he's great. Hinch in camp, so a lot of the new manager storylines are always fun. Uh, this guy says is Ion Anderson going to be the Braves' Ooh. number two or number three starter? Soroka's back, so doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think it <laughs> matters matter. anyway. Soroka's got long hair now. Flowing. I get so much Braves. Um, social media stuff poured down my throat from the mansplaining girls. It's the goal. So I feel like I'm really in depth, like with what guys are looking like these days. You know the position battles, all that stuff. The hair, I already knew that, Jim. I'll taste other it. dudes. It's uh, oh, well. well, Trev. I think uh, tying it tying it back to Trevor Plouffe's theory of money or being a high prospect. Max Freed is locked in. It's their guy. Soroka, when he's back, locked in. That's their guy. Charlie Morton, they gave him 15 mil to be their guy. Drew Smiley, they gave him 11 mil. That was the same number Kluber got. Like, Drew Smiley got a bag from them. I don't think it was to relief. I think think it was to start. So, I just think Ion Anderson, Kyle Wright, so many people um, hate that we get so many people hate that we pronounce names wrong. And now that we, we actually know a guy's name and we're purposely pronouncing yeah, it wrong. Ion. Must throw them <laughs> must throw them for a loop. It it happened. Uh I'm just saying it might be funny. Uh, they've got all these young guys, Kyle Wright, Ion Anderson. Uh hey, pitch well. Otherwise you're gonna find yourself in the pen or, or sent down. I don't know. Shannon, Doesn't matter who your second or third starter is. Shannon Dullakid. I, I think that's all we got. Bryce Wilson. Bryce Can I Wilson. Can say this about the shortstop? We got all those dudes. Story, Lindor, Correa, Turner. Is Turner also a free agent? No. No, no, no I don't think so. Story. That's the other one I'm thinking about. You said him. I said it. <laughs> Simeon. I would be shocked Correa. if we didn't see... A majority of those guys try to sign extensions because who knows what baseball is going to look like going into 2022. We got a CBA coming out that's going to be crazy. If I'm these guys, I try to get my money right now. What would you put the odds of a strike happening? Uh, I want to finish shortstops real quick. Story, Javi Baez, Seager, Correa. Seager's the guy I forgot about. So that's... It's a batch. Simeon. Simeon, Simeon second base. Odds of, odds of a lockout or a strike? Yeah. As of right now? Yeah. Today. 60% it happens. Nice. So I'm leaning towards it It happens, which is a shame, and I hopefully my ticker goes the other way. but I'm 100%, but if you remember, I only do 100 or 0. Yeah. Mm, that's true. That's true. People from a year ago today, I only do a hundred or zero. One right now, I'm a hundred percent strike. Yes or Yeah. And I think that. Although fact- maybe Kevin Mather just helped out with that situation because now it's like. I don't think so. So you're really thankful you for Kevin Mather being in the game. I'd like to counter Jimmy's with I'm going to come in at fifty percent. Could see it going either way. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, at least we get one season so, before it goes either balance. way. balance. Life is all about balance. You ever see a guy does not walk as an adult? Sad. Very sad. Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to do this also, Jim, but I I, I finally got my hot sauce. Can I just give a little shout out? Or do you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We like them. We like them. Did you have it? Uh, Which one Rojo you- got me. They sent me the hot sauce. I tried them all out. My favorite, and the, the only one that I, I like, 
I couldn't get enough of. And maybe I didn't give the other ones enough a chance because as soon as I tasted it, I loved it, was the habanero mustard. That's the spiciest Great. one. Wait, so you, you had that or you didn't have that? I had them all. Okay. And the the habanero mustard, I like couldn't put it down. It's excellent. Okay, I didn't know if you, Very you unique couldn't flavor. get it. I, I was I was hearing that you couldn't get it down like your mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I like the garlic jalapeno. Me too. On eggs in the morning, it's really good. Uh, so Oso Rojo, they didn't sponsor this, but we yeah. like them a lot. Free ad. Code John Boy or something. Well, I said I would give my honest review on the pod. Someone in the chat said that they're in a wheelchair, and that was a low blow by me. And no, like, you figured it out. You have a wheelchair. I was talking about guys that can't walk but try to walk mm. in the city streets. That sucks. They have no balance. Cole Tucker just sent me a selfie. See you losers in hell. Wow. Love that guy. On the toilet. <laughs> toilet selfie. Detail I was leaving out. 